welcome to wait is it me yeah it's you hi and welcome to i'm a sophisticated so can you the show that engages with the canon so that you don't have to i'm one of your hosts anthony and i'm another of your hosts sydney we didn't do it before and we're sorry uh well this was an interesting week because it is the first time in the show's history where we watched something that we had been pretending to know because both we and some of our friends all discovered together that we'd all been lying yes, about it. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And that thing is the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, so we the Terminator has been on the envelope of chaos and- uh, As has Terminator 2. Yeah, so okay, just to, to remind me, you had seen neither. I had seen the Terminator when I was a child. Okay. Probably I had, when I, I was too young to see that movie. Maybe like gifts of both, but like not not more than just a sound bite yeah. of "I'll be back" or whatever. So I, I I truly had no idea. But so it's it's been on the list, um, and then we were presented with an opportunity to mm-hmm. uh, watch it socially, and um, we took it. So. You and then don't you guys don't get to hear us be wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then about a week later, we decided that we were going to watch Terminator 2 as well. Yeah, we just thought it would be a, a more thorough. And neither of us had seen it. Yeah. Which is wild for me as someone who had such a hardcore Arnold Schwarzenegger phase when I was a kid. Sure. That I had not seen Terminator 2. Yeah, that's crazy. It's one kind of, of the, the ones. One. Yeah, yeah. Like I can't even think of one that's more the one. Predator. I don't think that's more. I it's, really don't it's think it's as, more. It's if as much the one. If you wanted to come one. at me with um, like twins, <laughs> oh, then twins. I would be like, okay, you were just in a different lane. I do. I do really enjoy twins. I would fully rewatch twins. I'm not. I'm not watching that movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think. I don't know. No, I'll watch another Terminator movie and Matilda. Oh, for Danny DeVito yeah. and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't think twins is gonna work out for me. Okay, so should we, should should we count it in? Yeah, we'll do Terminator first, and then we'll do Terminator okay, two. Yeah, okay. We're gonna try to keep our conversation because the movies are very different. Uh, we're gonna try to talk mostly about Terminator one, and then we'll try to talk mostly about Terminator two. Yeah. Okay. That's what Anthony's gonna do. I've made no such promises. Anyway. Okay. So this, this so is so what this we is thought the of Terminator. the Terminator. One, two, three. Yeah, okay. Great. Agreement. Yes. Okay, so, but what did we think of Terminator 2? One, two, three. Awesome. Fucking awesome, yes. It's so good. (laughs) Sick as fuck. Yes. Oh, man. About... 20 minutes into the mo- into Terminator 2, you looked at me and you were like, this movie's fucking fantastic. <laughs> okay, because 20 minutes in, it was fantastic. I would say the first, like, 45 to, honestly, maybe even a whole hour. Of the second one. Yeah, yeah. Just perfect, no notes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's giving me everything that I want. Yeah. But do we have to talk about Terminator first? We do have to talk about the Terminator first. Okay. So... If you've been living under a rock for the last 35 years and you don't, 40 years almost at this point, and you don't know the shtick of basically every Terminator movie, Killer Robot from the Future is sent back in time to kill at least one, if not more, members of the Connor family, Mm -hmm. the leaders of the future resistance in the war against the machines, and then someone else from the future is sent back to protect at least one member of the Connor family. Yeah, it's the time travel aspect of this series. I'm not feeling it. 
Okay. That's sort of one of my questions is like, I feel like there is there like some kind of cultural reason why people in the 80s were into time travel and like thought that thought it was like really interesting and fun to examine because I think that time travel is an annoying unsolvable problem like I just feel like if you think about it for two minutes it's like oh this can't be solved and then why would you spend the rest of your life like just still thinking about it when you can already you can you can prove to yourself that it can't be that you can't do it nicely in seconds. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just not a, not an interesting quandary to me, really. Hmm. I think that the time travel elements of these movies, I think particularly these two movies, are pretty interesting in the way that they talk to one another. But we can get more into that when we talk about Terminator 2. Yeah. It's like, okay. Like, well, especially in the second one, you don't have to think about it that much. It's just like the prem. It's just like true in the movie. It's just like, hey, just accept this time travel thing that's going on. And like, that's a level that I'm sort of more willing to engage with than like, we keep talking about Harry Potter. I don't even like Harry Potter that much. But like that time travel, like like when the point of having it in the story becomes to like examine its limitations, that's when I'm like, shut up. Yeah, because the point of the time travel, like you're saying, is just the setup. It's just like there is yeah, time if travel. It's, if it's just like that to me is like it's it's like accepting any sort of like sci-fi premise or like any kind of like wild like high concept any like just yeah just here you go this this is what's true it's the apocalypse and this is what that looks like for this right like exactly. that i can i can work through time travel in that way yeah if you have a lot of questions about like when it gets into like like christopher nolan time travel oh yeah it's like are you smart is that what smart looks like to you like it looks like you're having fun. I think it's what he thinks smart looks like. But yeah, they, these movies, they avoid that in the first one, I think pretty bluntly by just saying, we came back in time. After I came through, the equipment was destroyed. There is no going back. We either defeat this Terminator or you are going to die. Yeah, I liked the finality of that. But I did. But the thing of it being like, but we had to do this in order for the future to happen. Mm-hmm. The only way that this past even happened is because the future happened the way it did. Yeah. And the future can only happen if this past goes this certain way. Mm-hmm. Like that. Now we're getting into like, I feel like they were like, ooh, mic drop. Like that was clever as shit. Like, do, like I felt like that was a real like reveal moment mm-hmm. that I was like, okay. I don't know. That was just like one of the things about the first movie that I felt like pretty mad about. Interesting. Because I actually, I really liked how they brought that back in the second one. But let's let's just try to focus right now on the first one and why that movie, I feel like it's important to talk about it separately from the second one because I feel like the second one, T2 has really stood the test of time, I think, and continued to be a t- cultural touchstone. Yeah. <laughs> in the way, in a way that the first one, in a lot of ways, hasn't. Like, there, there are still a lot of people who like it. There are still a lot of people who, like, draw on it for cultural reference. But most of the things that we think of as being iconic about the Terminator movies, in the same way that we were talking about with Star Wars, a lot of the stuff that is iconic about the Terminator movies actually comes from the second one, not the first one. With the exception of the line, I'll be back. Yeah, which is in both. It is in both, but Hasta La Vista Baby is only in the second one. Yes, famously satirized in uh, Homeward Bound. 
if you know, you know. Yes. The biggest difference between the first one and the second one is in the first one, the killer robot being sent back to the past is Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's the bad guy in the first one. And like halfway through the movie, you were like, oh, this is billed as a sci-fi action movie, but this is actually a slasher. Yeah. It's just that the unkillable monster is a robot from the future and not a serial killer with a mask. Even down to the fact that it is named for the bad guy. That is a thing that slashers do Mm -hmm. that sci-fi action movies don't. Sci-fi action movies are named for the hero, Mm -hmm. John Wick. Sure. Slasher movies are named for like the villain or like the day. Yeah, oh yeah, or the day or the their area. Mm-hmm. But it's it's something in the in the purview of the of the killer. Yeah. So, it's very like so feature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of thing. Alien. Alien, yeah. And it's not it doesn't really have like the body count. We aren't given like as many people to invest in and then see slashed as like a more traditional slasher. Mm-hmm. But it is just like a bad unstoppable thing hunting some people that we care about for a a while yeah there's some visual stuff i mean we like what what is james cameron if not finicky yes (laughs) i can see the micromanaging paying off in some of Mm -hmm. the visuals yeah i wish that i liked in both movies i wish that i liked the sound yeah more because i feel like that is an era that really like i could be really responding to the score yeah but they, they kind of went pretty, like, sparing, like, industrialized techno. Yeah. And, like, their their and theme is iconic. Yeah. That, like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. More of that, honestly. But, but everything in the movie is, like, Like, okay. It took me out of it that I didn't feel, like, included by the music yeah <laughs> at, a, at a time in filmmaking when i i know that i could have yeah if they had just made different choices but you can't know you can't know what's gonna stand the test of time you can't know which sounds are gonna turn into yeah. other genres in it, 30 years it's just a shame they didn't have prodigy's fire starter to use in those movies because that would have worked so great um yes i feel like that's what the score is trying to grow up into yeah but whatever larval phase it was in just wasn't doing it for me. Yeah. I thought about Run Lola Run. Oh, yeah. And how successful those techno beats were. I know it's a yeah. lot later. Like, that is also, like, what it what that music grew up into. Yes. But I don't know. I just, I wish it was different. Because I'm not saying, like, oh, music just wasn't good enough in 1984. Because that's not the case. Right, right. <laughs> like, I love music from 1984. <laughs> yeah. It just so, wasn't doing the thing that they're trying to do in this. Yeah, it just well hasn't. It hasn't lived on in in a way so that's that's just something this movie was interestingly like in kind of in conversation with halloween of like the bad guy is not just bad and not just strong but also like basically immortal yeah and like it doesn't matter how much damage he takes he's just gonna keep like the thing is pretty unwinnable and like as with halloween i was like okay this is good i good i'm glad to thank you for sharing glad Mm -hmm. to know this but i just feel like both of those movies are only terminator and halloween they're both only doing one thing the whole Mm -hmm. time yeah and then they'll take a minute to be like we're gonna try to like build some relationships and i'm like i know you're just doing this because 
because you have to get back to the slashing in a little bit. You know what I mean? It just yeah. doesn't feel like um, fully inflated. Yes, I think that that is true. There's also one of the like most aggressive like genre film info dumps that I've ever seen in the first scene where Kyle Reese meets up with Sarah Connor and they're speeding away in the car and he's like, here's what's happening. I'm from the future. You're being chased by a killer robot. Yes, that is a robot. It is human skin over robot flesh. Yeah. It is here to kill you. Why is it here to kill me? Because your son grows up to be the leader of the resistance in the war against the machines. There's a war against the machines? Yes, in 1997, there's a nuclear holocaust. Like, And it's all done with like the same energy of like, fucking keep up. Keep up, Sarah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) She's like, what's happening? I am a waitress. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there were a lot of um, really spooky parking garages. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like... Oh wow, no wonder no wonder people were so scared of parking garages. I just feel like I was raised with like a fear of parking garages and now when I look at parking garages they're extremely non-threatening. Yes. I've never actually felt frightened in a parking garage. Yeah. But watching the Terminator, I was like, Oh, I see why. I they see- used to have no lights. They used to have no lights and go on for days and days. And, like, I guess the ceilings are still pretty low. But also, like, I guess maybe there just were fewer cars and people used them less. And so it was possible Mm -hmm. to be in, like, a giant, poorly lit maze with, like, one other person. Yeah. Like, that's pretty spooky. Yeah. And it just is, that's not my experience of parking garages now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was also fun that most of the Terminator took place in downtown L.A. in the 80s because... Yeah, both movies are pretty L.A. Yeah, and it feels like like, the first one says it takes place in downtown L.A. and it really looks like it does. And then the second one mostly takes place in the valley and it definitely looks like it does. They specifically are like, oh, yeah, they're in Reseda. And I'm like, yeah, that looks like it could be Reseda. Yeah, they brought up Reseda, but then I was like, but then then they were driving through the river. Is there a river like that in Reseda? Mm-hmm. They have one up there too? Yeah, the little tiny canal at the bottom of the big yeah. concrete. That's, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. it looks like in the valley. They also like cross Havenhurst at one point, and I'm like, I know that's a street in the valley. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Havenhurst and Plummer is where the truck blows up. But anyway. My first introduction to the concept of Reseda is in the Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker song, Free Fallen. Oh, yeah. So that's just Same. still what I think of. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like in both of these movies, Arnold Schwarzenegger was really cast perfectly. Sure. Yeah, I guess he was, but also like I don't like him or even really need him to be there. <laughs> I, I don't, just still I have don't such know, a soft spot for him. I don't know what he really adds, but also it has to be him. It can't be anyone else. So that is literally the definition of adding to something. But as you pointed out, it's like it's written around him being like a shitty actor. Yeah. Like, kind of wooden. Yeah, and, like, that's clever. It's nice. It makes sense. And, like, yeah, he's just an outrageous physical presence. Yeah. That makes sense for this. But it's also, like, if you're a robot, would you need to look like that? Okay, so I I feel like I need to, at this point, explain some of my past with former Governor Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's part of what's holding me back is that, like, the first time that I really ever, like, gave him more than a passing thought is when he was governating yeah governating the state you lived in yeah so my dad growing up was a bodybuilder powerlifter kind of person and he really loved the arnold schwarzenegger docudrama pumping iron which have you ever watched that uh i've seen clips okay so enough for me that's fine I, i will never make you watch it i i think it's gross i don't like that juiced 
look. It gives yeah. me the heebie-jeebies. That's fair. The veins mm-hmm. and the like pinkness. It's deeply unhealthy. It's very unhealthy, and I feel like I can see that. Like to me, it's like it's like what if we had what if we had like a contest of like who has the worst meth mouth? Like that's how I feel. Okay. <laughs> Considering a bodybuilding competition. Where I was going with that was I have probably seen that movie at least 10 times. Okay. My dad and I would watch it together. I like read some of Arnold Schwarzenegger's old biography when I was a kid. I watched any of his movies that I could get my hands on. Looking back on it, was there some like weird performance of masculinity, overcompensating hypermasculinity thing sure. going on? Probably. Yeah. But also I was seven. I don't yeah. know. I think I was just trying stuff. Yeah. But it was very intense. I up until I was like eight. I have distinct memories of saying that Arnold Schwarzenegger was my favorite actor. Okay. And so the only movies of his bef- made before like 2000 that I had not seen going into this week were True Lies and Terminator 2. I'm trying to think who my favorite actor was when I was eight. The Olsen twins or possibly Bernadette Peters. <laughs> it's fair. I think I went from Arnold Schwarzenegger to Billy Crystal. Classic pipeline. <laughs> Just real pendulum swing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when I say I had an intense Arnold Schwarzenegger phase, I had a very intense Arnold Schwarzenegger phase. So watching these movies was like in some ways weirdly nostalgic for me. Because I was like, oh yeah, this, I remember how I used to have a a lot of fun with this. Yeah, okay. That's Uh, nice. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just nice to spend some time with, with Arnold. With Arnie. Yeah. Uncle Arnie. Yeah. I think an interesting thing that I didn't remember about the first one is how sort of damsel and distressy Linda Hamilton is because like the cultural impression of Linda Hamilton is so shaped by the by Terminator 2 that her being in that like big pink froofy dress the whole time like her waitress dress yeah. in Terminator 1 and like really not knowing what's going on was like surprising to me. I kept waiting for her to like bust a move and she really didn't have anything to do. Like in the second one, I just, I feel that a quality action movie should have more than one competent person Mm -hmm. in it. Yeah. It's just boring to watch one person clean up all the time. Yes. Like everybody should have their own shit that they're bringing to the table. That's what's so fun about the fifth element. Yeah. (laughs) And the second one does that. Yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit about the second one. So the second one is, I think it's supposed to be like eight years in the future, yeah. maybe more. Well, no. I, it's, it's hard to tell because the kid is no, so clearly 13. Yes, they do. They very explicitly say the year in both films and those years are seven years apart. But the child that Linda Hamilton gets pregnant with in the first one is 13 in the second movie. Yeah. And we just, we just accept, we just go with that. Yeah. We, that's just, that's just okay. There's something about that that I think is really fun. Something about that for me and James Cameron's mind. Like he, cha- he went back and changed the stars. He went back and fixed the stars. In Titanic. Yeah. Just FYI, James Cameron went and changed the stars to be what they would have been on whatever, April 14th. 1912 Mm -hmm. so like that's that's who we're dealing with Mm -hmm. and then this just like egregious (laughs) like because he's like but i want a good actor like i want like the story is better and he's right like the story is but the story would be it would have been so hard to write shoot and 
have fun with a seven-year-old in that role. Yes. What I'm trying to say right now about how, like, there's more than one competent person, like, having the Terminator, having Linda Hamilton is absolutely stacked now. Yes. And also having, like, a like a rapscallion little kid who's, like, good at sneaking. But, like, he's got ideas. He's coming up with stuff. Yeah, he, like, knows how to hack. Yeah, he's, like, kind of a little hacker. And he also, like, understands. Like, there's no... They don't waste any time, like explaining like how to infiltrate things <laughs> like yeah. how to how to sneak into buildings or how to like evade cops like he fucking knows all those things nobody's like hey wait you know it would be a good idea everybody knows mm-hmm. we're past that yeah because they're all preparing for this robot war and that's just like i don't know it's just more fun to watch there's no we're not playing catch up and there's like a, a ragtag team that's all and- contributing I think that the the second one is just a great way of raising the stakes of the first one. Because like you said, the first one is very like one-on-one. And then the second one is like, okay, how do you solve the problem? And I think I said this to you off, Mike. How do you solve the problem of the story is unstoppable killer robot goes back in time to kill somebody. Okay, how do you make that interesting again? Well, how about this time we give the good guys their own unstoppable killer robot? Yeah. And they can fight. And it, yeah, it's robot versus robot. Yeah, exactly. And so they do this really fun thing, which I had forgotten the way they set this movie up because I'd seen like the back half of it once when I was like a teen. I had forgotten that the way they set up the second movie, you don't know that Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't the bad guy a second time. Yes, I loved that. I mean, I I knew that because I just know that about yeah. the second Terminator movie, but like I still really enjoyed the reveal of it. Like that's what I'm saying about like the first hour. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's a great action movie T to B, but it is too long. As most 90s movies are. It's too long in the second half. It's too indulgent. By the end, I was like, I can't call this a perfect action movie because I have seen a better one. So like this can't be the perfect one. But there's also nothing like aggressively wrong with it. It just like starts moving a little too slow. And I just feel like in the first half, it was really like it's action movie. There's a lot of formula and there's a lot of like restriction and there's a lot of like just doing what action movies do and your job if you're going to be in that genre is like how do you breathe within that how do you find your own way Mm -hmm. and I just felt like I saw more of that more sort of like joy and discovery in the Mm -hmm. first half of the movie than in the second half of the movie was like this is how you make the second half of an action movie right which again is like a pretty weak criticism but that's where that's just where I am yeah but yeah, the first half, it's like, it's like we have these like really fun chase scenes, like everything. It's just like really, it's really moving at a clip. And then I realized like frontwards and then backwards because I knew going in that Arnold Schwarzenegger was a good guy. But then I was like, oh, but they don't know that. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a really fun scene where like both robots show up to like kidnap this kid. Yeah. And he's just like running from both robots because his mom told him yeah. <laughs> that robots were going to try to come get him at some point. Yeah. And it like looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger is about to execute this kid. And then yeah, he just yeah, starts yeah, yeah. shooting the other Terminator. Yeah, and then he's like, no, you duck. I'm yeah. going to kill that other robot. Yeah. Ugh, that's just like the kind of turn. Like all, all the all the action sequences were like tight and on point. And then that's the kind of turn that just like really revs my engine. Yeah, like directly after that, there's like a stolen semi truck 
that like careens into the LA yeah, river. I, I loved watching that them destroy was that so truck. fucking cool. I loved all it stressed me out, but I did love like all the psych ward stuff. There's like a like a like a jailbreak from the psych ward and like all these like gooey little doctors. Like I don't yeah. even know how to like the gross orderlies. Yeah, I'm picturing like, you know, the little guys that Ursula the Sea Witch turns you into if you don't pay her. Yes, the little talking seaweed. Yeah, that's what everyone who works at this psych hospital is. Yeah. It's one of those little worms that lives in Ursula the Sea Witch's garden. And it's just like really fun to watch them get thrown through stuff. Yeah. And the whole reason we have this whole sequence in a psych ward is because Linda Hamilton is there because she spent the last seven years just like doing pull-ups and learning military training, but she's kind of broken her own brain in the process. I mean, it's well, more to the point like, no one believes her. Yeah, and she like won't stop telling people that the Terminators are coming. And right. that's like... She's like, become very single-minded. Yes. I think it's fair to say. And I, not maybe a great sort of like psychological strategist. I don't think that's really one of her areas. No. She buys guns. She buys guns, and she, and she is very good at pull-ups now. Mm-hmm. And she wears the shit out of her gear. Yeah, the whole she's a like, very she's a very fun, physically imposing woman to yeah. me through this whole movie. But that's another area to give the kid though is that he's the only one that really understands how people work because Arnold Schwarzenegger is a full robot. Yes, and Linda Hamilton is just like like she tries to lie to her psychiatrist for like five minutes. Yeah. She's like, okay, no, I'm over the Terminators. Like, you can send me to minimum security. Like, I'm cured. Like, I'm all better. And he's like, I don't know. You haven't convinced me yet that you are better. And she just, like, Tries to kill him immediately. Him. <laughs> yeah. You could have handled that different. Yeah, like, that's probably going to be a setback. Yeah. In your ultimate goal. <laughs> yeah. What I really enjoyed was when the Terminators do finally show up, I feel like John is in this place where he's like, my mom kept telling me that these Terminators and I always believed her, but then she got arrested and sent to a psych ward. So I guess she's just crazy. And then six months later, two killer robots show up in his life. And he's like, oh, and fuck, he's like, my mom's mom was right. Lying. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, okay, great. Like similar to what we were talking about with the time travel is he's just like, there are killer robots. All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mom was just telling me the truth. Yeah. I also liked when they went and got what's his bucket, the coder. What's oh, that guy's yeah. name? Um, Dyson. Yeah. They're like, you can't keep doing the project that you're working on because it's going to end the world. And he's like, oh, shit. Well, that's not what I meant. Yeah. Even though they've already fully shot him. Like, he should hate them. That's true. But then when they're like, they like take him through it. They're like, well, this is why. He's like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I guess you're just doing what you got to do. This is true. Yeah. It's it's very interesting to me that the goal of the, se- the, goal of the first one is just survive. Kill the Terminator and survive. The goal of the second one becomes survive, kill the Terminator. And then halfway through, they realize that Arnold Schwarzenegger knows who is directly responsible for creating the program that creates Judgment Day. Yeah. And they were like, oh, we can stop Judgment Day. Yeah. And of course, Linda Hamilton's solution is, well, if I just kill the guy, then it's fine. And so she shoots up his entire house. Yeah. I feel like he's one of those people who, if we got some more of his backstory, he's one of those people who's like, I'm working for a defense contractor, but I'm saving lives. I'm working for a defense contractor, but I'm saving. And so when someone comes to him and is like, you're going to kill 3 billion people, he's like, nope, never mind. Not worth it. It's not worth it. Like, he knows they have a yeah, secret robot you just, arm. Like, you could spend a long time on that character development. And I just like that they didn't. They were like, 
let's just go ahead with the things that happen in this movie. Yeah, exactly. One of the things that I liked that we touched on earlier is they reveal pretty early on that the research that that guy is doing is based on technology that they recovered from the Terminator in the first movie. So yeah. like Judgment Day doesn't happen but like without the events of the first movie. Time travel is just like kind of one of my icks. Time travel and shape-shifting are two hard things to do in a yeah. movie and Terminator 2 does both and oh my I feel God. like it handles the shape-shifting really interestingly. Can we talk about how Alex Mack it is? <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true like it it's is. so Alex Mack like he he well hang whole... on for anyone over under the age of 30 what is Alex Mack? Okay yeah so <laughs> back in the 90s <laughs> yes there was a channel called Nickelodeon. There still is. Okay, well, it used to be um, a really special place for children's programming. It had a lot of, like, weird, surreal stuff. It used to be, like, so unsupervised. Like, even, like, as a kid, I was like, who is letting these people do this? Like, no one no one is double-checking. Yeah. No one is proofreading anything. No one is going through, like ways and means standards committees uh-huh. there's there's uh, this is the wild west of children's programming they are doing whatever the fuck they want yeah and like i found that really exciting as a viewer and i felt really like i don't know how i was this like prescient as a mm-hmm. child but i felt like really lucky to be participating in it i was like someday someone's gonna notice how buck wild these shows are yeah and they're gonna like put the kibosh yes they're going to clamp down mm-hmm. on what kind of weird shit you can just stream into kids' brains 24-7 on yeah. cable TV. But one of the shows developed in this beautiful, creative super bloom <laughs> that we were lucky enough to experience was called Alex Mack. The Secret World of Alex Mack. The Secret Mack. World of Alex Mack. Alex Mack was played by Larissa Olenek, who, where the fuck is she? Someone tell me she didn't get Weinstein because I was really waiting for her to be a grown-up actor. She is just a regular girl. (laughs) And then she gets like spilled on like a truck on the highway, like swerves. Chemical accident. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, she gets something spilled on her and gets superpowers. And her superpower is she can turn into silver goo. She can turn into a silver goo that can go through drains and stuff. Yeah. And then I think later maybe she gets more powers. Maybe. I think maybe she can like. Like electricity or something like that? Yeah, like send yeah. like like lightning bolts yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, she gets force lightning and goo powers. Yeah. But the whatever like graphics mm-hmm. turn a human form into silver goo, Nickelodeon just like waited whatever, six years after T2 until it was like an affordable, like it looks exactly the same. The like, okay, so so in Terminator 2, Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of the robots from the same as the first one. He's the same model. But they, yeah, he's the same model, but they like jailbroke him. Yeah. So he's like a good one now. They like stole one and reprogrammed it. Yeah, changed it. But now there's a newer model that is a metal robot with fake skin and shit, but that can also like be liquid metal like whenever that's convenient yeah so like if you shoot it like the bullet will make an impact and then the robot will be like no just turn into liquid and then like reform back into the way that you were so it's like any kind of injury that you do to it is like very short-lived yeah watching him turn into that puddle all those times i was like this is alex mack yeah. Oh, I, one thing I wanted to ask about is I know you have... So, listeners, Sydney has a thing about radiation. 
Oh, so, I and do. And there's a, a clear atomic bomb scene where a bunch of people get wiped out yeah. and lit on fire. Yeah. How'd you feel about that? I didn't love it, but it, it honestly was like so... I guess robot apocalypse radiation is different to me than like actual Chernobyl radiation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like no one was dying of radiation poisoning. They all just got like vaporized when the bomb hit. Well, and just like the fancifulness of the premise. Like when it's like, oh, this is what actual nuclear fallout is going to look like mm-hmm. in a hundred years when we do do that. That's really stressful to me. Mm-hmm. But when it's like, it's the Hunger Games. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it's like, okay, sure. Yeah. Like robot, like. Oh, yeah. No, I, I figured it wouldn't be hard to like watch the scenes of the future. It's just like the actual scene where the bomb gets dropped in her fever dream. Yeah. No, I, I guess I just honestly didn't even. I was like, oh, robot technology. Oh, the robots are winning. I was thinking more about that than like the radiation of it all sure 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 i mean any kind of like i don't have burns anyway just regular fire burns yeah so it was kind of gross but it's also like i don't know it's it's pretty campy that scene yeah yeah like there's an on fire skeleton yeah at one point so yeah. like yeah it's not meant to be realistic I, yeah it's a little bit dream logic i did okay with it it's my i don't know like everybody has their Things they can't handle. I don't love space even to begin with, like space. Yeah. You and Ari <laughs> both don't like space. Yeah, but I can handle like sci-fi space. It's the same thing. It's like the sillier it, and the more like genre it is, mm-hmm. then I can just like be there. It's like Sandra Bullock space. Right, like grounded in real physics space. Yeah, like that's that's pretty stressful to me. And I, I know there are other people who like can't do space, but I like I get stressed about space, but I can do it. But I can't do radiation at all. Like that's why it's my hard limit. One thing that I did want to call out is I really liked how both Terminators in Terminator Two have like a very uncanny valley way of being but they do they achieve that in different ways like Arnold Schwarzenegger is just like stacked still in the second movie even though Arnold Schwarzenegger in T2 is 45 years old that's crazy that's insane yeah like in the first one he is insanely big like his lats are huge yeah whatever is the muscle that is between your shoulder and your neck your slopey shoulder neck muscle yeah your your slopey shoulder like i want to say you probably get it by rowing Mm-hmm. podcast famously a visual medium both of us are built like child's drawings of stick figures yes <laughs> yeah we're both we're two wayfish people yeah yeah we're consumptive victorian children <laughs> yeah so that's my qualification to talk about these muscles i just think it's funny when men really want that muscle really want to develop that muscle between their shoulders to make like a like a like a clean slope from their earlobe to their Mm -hmm. shoulder i just think that's wild because i have very weak shoulders like i don't have a square shoulder i have that just naturally because i am wispy Mm -hmm. and it makes me feel very femmy that's like one of my that's like one of the things i don't have a lot of dysphoria around it but like like if i'm trying to wear a more man's fitting clothes that's like a barrier to me of like appearing more mass. Like that's like one of the things that I'm like, oh, I can't overcome this because my shoulders are just like too slender and too slopey and my bra straps are always falling down. And so I just think it's funny when like man bodybuilders are like, oh no, my bra straps would stay up on this. I better like work my delts 
to make sure that I'm always like sticking my thumb in my sleeve to go get it back. Yeah, it's a interesting look. And like he just looks a little bit more like a real person. Yeah. And less like overinflated. Yeah. Than he does in the first one. Yeah, he grossed me out less. He had less yeah. of that like pumping iron, like dewy. Yes. He was he was quite dewy in the first one. Yeah, I don't like that. I mean, I think they both like I think part of the going back in time effect was that they were both just like a little slick. Sure, yeah. And I don't think that was really the case in the second one. Yeah. But to my point of his, like, uncanny valley, he just, like, holds himself perfectly straight. And just, like, he doesn't, like, move his shoulders when he walks. He just sort of, like, marches. Yes. Yes. He's very marchy. The T-1000 is, like, much more slender. That's that Alex Mack robot. The Alex Mack robot, yeah. He's much more slender. But it's the way he moves his head. Or doesn't. Like, when he's running, and he's just, like, running and not moving his head at all, that's just, like, such a good small choice that he made that, yeah, like, he does good. makes him look, like, just off-putting. Yeah, he's very off-putting. Yeah, I really thought that was really a good light touch. Yeah. Because, like, he can't be imposing in the same way that Schwarzenegger is imposing. Schwarzenegger is just a wall of meat and muscle. Yeah, and it's, like, maybe they realized when they were building these robots that if it's made of uh, metal, Mm -hmm. you don't actually need... It doesn't need to be stacked with muscles. This is true. Oh, what did you think of the kid actor? Edward Furlong. Yeah, um... Okay. I was just curious because... He did it, it. Yeah, I, I just know you love a prominent kid. In I the do, story. I do. I mean, I, I think it makes any story better, and I just love to see a kid. I, I mean, I thought I I thought he was right for this role. I'm glad they cast someone who like gave me rapscallion vibes, you mm-hmm. know, and not someone like I'm glad it wasn't like Jonathan Taylor Thomas or he would have been too young, but like yeah, you know, like a um yeah, like a clean cut. Yeah, like I feel like he he really. I mean, I don't know his life, but he like he really passed for like a. Rough kid. (laughs) He had a a rough go of it in his 20s. Yeah. I am not surprised that he didn't really take off. Like, I wasn't like, quick, get that kid into something else. Yeah, not like the kid in E.T. Um, Well, but what did he do, really? Oh, no, that's what I mean. Like He nailed it in E.T. Yes. Oh, you're saying, and so it's weird that he wasn't in other stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, he should yes. have had a career. Yes, I think he absolutely. just didn't. Yes, At least until, I mean, I feel like sometimes people really lose the thread in their, when they're teenagers. That can be a really hard transition if you're, like, going solely on, like, instinct and, like, praise from adults and like, just, like, yeah. not feeling self-conscious at all. And, like, once you, like, that's what happened to the poor Harry Potter kids. Yeah. They all, like... Got the yips. Yeah, as, as they were going, they got cast as little kids. And then each movie, a different one of them is like, I forgot acting now for like a couple of these movies. My biggest critique of Terminator 2 is that there's weird voiceover a couple of times. And you made the point of like, it feels like they finished the movie, focus grouped it, and some rando in the focus group was like, I didn't understand this plot point. And so they like really made the subtext text a couple of times. Yeah. Like halfway through the movie, John Connor and the Terminator are like having a moment together. He's like teaching him how to high five and do a thumbs up. And there's a voiceover of Sarah Connor being like, this robot was a better father to him than anyone else in his life had ever been. And I felt sad about that in this moment watching them. And I was like, I didn't need that. I got that. Linda Hamilton's a good enough actress that I could see it on her face. Pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. It felt a little bit like I the think... title cards in Boogie Nights where it was like, are we doing this or are we not? Yeah, wait. <laughs> oh my God. We didn't even talk about the title cards in Boogie Nights. That's fine. We don't need to, we don't need yeah, to discuss no, Boogie it's, Nights it's right okay. now. It's okay. It's um, 
Wait, what was I gonna say? Something about the voice. About the voiceover. Um, it's gone. Okay. Um, so. Who, should we get to our questions? Sure, yeah. Yeah, so who are these movies for? Let's try to keep them separate. Who do you think Terminator is for? Yeah, people who like people who like horror movies but want one that's like a little different but want want a horror movie in action drag but it's really not an action movie I don't think yeah if you're really charmed by Arnold Schwarzenegger I don't yeah I guess like go for it if you're a James Cameron completionist also I think that I would recommend to people to actually watch Terminator 2 first I mean, I think I would recommend to people to watch Terminator 2 only. What I was going to say is if you are then interested in knowing sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. what happened before, you can go back for the first one. It's a little bit like, did you ever watch any of the Evil Dead movies? No. The first Evil Dead is like low budget. The second one is a sequel, but it's also kind of a reboot. Mm. And then the third one is kind of standalone. So like you could watch either the second or the third one without ever having seen the first one. And there's right. like... 10% of the story that you might not quite catch. Yeah. But then everything else after that is fine. Yeah. And, and I if feel you're like, like I love this, I want more, you can go back. Yeah, like the first Terminator, I don't think it's a bad movie, but it definitely like you could it feels creakier and older. Yeah, I just it's like I just don't think I just don't know what you need it for. Yeah, whereas like okay, so contrast who is Terminator 2 for? Like most people. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, like, and anyone, if if you like an action movie, you will like this action movie. There's, there's, it's, it's great. Yeah, it is. It's really well done. Yeah, I would go so far as to say it is a quintessential, not to say perfect, but it is a quintessential action movie. Yeah, it's, it, I do think it's a great action movie. But then when I think about other action movies, it's like, a lot of them are that good. (laughs) Well, like, if you do it good, then you did it good. Yeah, I mean, the... Terminator 2 is a great balance of like seeing something that is an absolute game changer in the genre that is also still really fun to watch. Yeah. Like we don't get The Matrix without Terminator 2. No, certainly not. But Terminator 2 still feels like there's so much in it that still feels fun. Yeah. And still feels exciting. It's not going to feel like homework. I think The Terminator does kind of feel like- It's kind of homework It's kind of homework unless you're like really into what- the what the movie is doing and it's like it's got some chops it's got some fun stuff but like terminator 2 you could sit down and watch anytime and it is a lot of fun yeah oh i thought of something that i wanted to bring up that i think i said to you after we watched the first one is that it's just like what is scary about robots has changed so much yeah since the first one was made and i think the first one really i mean this is just a classic example i think of like it only bothers you if it's bothering like if you're not having a nice time like Mm -hmm. it's not that the second one has overcome these uh technological questions it's just that it is happening so fast and it's so much fun that like i don't care that it's not addressing them but like the way the first one especially because the first one is like the robot is the one bad guy and like our purpose is to is just to kill this unkillable thing yeah everybody's fascination with this one piece of hardware like the whole resources of the universe Mm -hmm. have been poured into destroying one piece of hardware yeah and like in a post-internet world that's just like a crazy proposition yeah i don't know it just like doesn't have this sting like i'm just like not scared of a robot that's not online all i have to do is get into something smaller than it fits in 
Right. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to, it's not going to come for my Alexa. That's something that I think Battlestar Galactica does really well is like part of what's scary is how the robots learn to talk to each other. Yeah. And like, but it's not infinite across all of space. Like there are limitations to it. And so like what robots know what and what does something happening to one robot mean for the other robots? Like, but like, that's just like not even on the the radar of the Terminator films. And I think the first one, because it's overall less fun for me, I spent more time thinking about like how silly that is. I don't know. I just was like more distracted by it. And like, yeah, that's fair. If you were approached at a party and someone told you that their favorite movie was The Terminator, what would you think? I would be like, why? Yeah, it's not like a red flag or anything. It's not really, but it's like, have you seen the second one? Yeah, I like, think... Like, defend that to me. Right, right. Like, what what makes the first one superior to the second one? Yeah. Oh, you know what's in the first one that you, when we were watching it, you leaned over to me and you were like, this would not happen in a movie now is there is literally a shooting at a nightclub oh yeah yeah Yeah. there's a whole sequence and at a police station he does like two prominent rampages yes he has two very prominent rampages that are just like mass shootings and that probably wouldn't happen nowadays i wonder if that is part of because in the second one there's a lot of discussion of like part of the what the kid is offering the team is sort of trying to explain to the terminator that you can't just go around killing whoever you want and there's a few scenes where there are like a lot of cops and they make a point to like knock them out without yeah. uh, to like neutralize them yes and he doesn't not them. hurt them yeah he hurts them quite severely he just does not kill them yeah yeah but i do wonder if i wonder if there was conversation about that first police station because I, I, I at this I point think so. i think it's really hard to get anything past anyone where cops get killed like that yeah but it is still interesting that they are adversarial to the state in or, or two cops it, for most of the second one and that the Alex Mack Terminator is disguised as a cop the whole yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't think we're quite to the point in a police state where we can't make cops the bad guys at all of movies. Yeah. Like I, I think you can or even like a hindrance. Yeah. The best use of cops to me in an action movie is always like. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> like a fucking obstacle that like. Anyone worth making an action movie about could probably get past a few cops. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, I don't have time for this, right? Fucking cops, like, here to gum up the works. Like, yeah. that that's what they're for. And I think you are allowed to do that. I'm just also thinking of um, Harley Quinn. Yeah. They uh, shoots up a police station and they make such a big deal about how it's all beanbags. She uses all beanbags. That's true. And that's an awesome sequence. Too. It is. It's really fun. But I just, I feel like that it's the kind of thing that it's like probably a lot easier to get through like all the hoops. If yeah. You're well, like, it's it, going to be beanbags. It also like, like watching that sequence in the police station in the first one is pretty tough yeah it's like he's shooting a lot of people in the back like yeah, people are totally. running away and he's yeah. just gunning he's just them down like, yeah whereas up. if you know that none of them are gonna die you could just enjoy the fact that he's standing up there with a minigun yeah. and they're like does he have a fucking minigun and yeah. then he's just destroying all of their cars yeah like that's fun because yeah. you're like all right get out of the fucking way guys yeah. like just get out of the way yeah but also the night so, so separately cop stuff and then separately the nightclub thing they just like wouldn't no no one would shoot that now no absolutely not just a man show up in a nightclub with a shotgun yeah and just like 
start firing. Yeah. Because the way that it's presented in Terminator is like, this is a crazy scenario. This is like, this is like, this thing came from the future. Like this would never happen. Yeah. Like it is the end of days. Like the, the fate of humanity is in this nightclub shooting. That's, that's what we're supposed to be thinking. We're not supposed to be thinking like, oh yes, this thing that happens all the time. Yeah. This thing that happened like three times in two weeks, a couple months ago. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That we, that we all, like, every time we go to a nightclub that we're like, mm, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> probably uh, going to be fine. Yeah, it's probably fine. Yeah. But, uh, ooh. America's I, doing great. Yeah, just, just, it's fine. It's fine, guys. It's all fine. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. It would be weird to meet someone who preferred Terminator to Terminator 2. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's really defensible, and I don't think that person is probably worth my time but i guess i would engage in the discussion with them i wouldn't i wouldn't flee the scene like i would if they said boogie nights whereas if you met someone whose favorite movie was terminator 2 i'd be like okay yeah i i could i could talk to them about it i'd be like okay so you're obviously a huge action movie fan if your favorite movie is terminator 2 yeah that person is probably a man yeah but that's okay. like i think it's a very acceptable answer if you're like i'm a man and i like movies my favorite movies terminator 2 my, I think my follow-up question to either of these, but especially if they said Terminator 2, would be, how do you feel about Titanic? Mm. I just think that would, like, weed out some of the... Problem people? Yeah. Yeah. I know you take the tack of, like, it is okay to be interested in all of the Jack and Rose stuff in Titanic and not care about the ship stuff. It is also okay to only care about the ship stuff and not care about the Jack and Rose stuff. Yeah, totally. And it's okay to like Terminator 2 more than Titanic. They're very different movies. But if the reaction is like, ugh, that piece of drivel that like my action movie man, that like Mm -hmm. my Avatar man wasted his time with, yeah, then that's a red flag now. Yeah. But if it's like, no, yeah, it's good. It's too long. Too much Jack and Rose. Let's talk about Terminator 2. I'd be like, okay, not my experience of the film, but like we can parlay. Yeah. All James Cameron movies are too long. So yeah, every single one of them that I've ever seen. Yeah. is about 15 to 20 minutes too long. I think you're looking at it wrong. I think it's like 20% too long. It's like proportional to the. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I can guarantee you average. I didn't even see the second one, but I know it's more than 20 minutes too long. That's true. (laughs) And I kind of think that the Terminator is more too long than Terminator 2, but also just less happens. So like, I don't like if you if you made it the length that it should be, it wouldn't be a full length movie. I think you could make it the length that it should be, and it could be a night, like a tight night. Okay, minutes. yeah, 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 sure. Because yeah. I think it's like an hour forty-five or like an hour. 50. Oh, okay. It's already only an hour forty-five. I think so. I feel like it could be a a cool seventy-five. I don't know. But I it was too slow. So, are these movies in your curriculum? No. <laughs> Neither of them. The first one's not, but the second one definitely is. For okay. Me. Okay. I didn't put Point Break. I know you didn't put Point Break, but Terminator 2 is one of the most influential action movies ever made. Like, we don't get at most of the action movies of the last 35 years without Terminator 2. Like, there's no getting around it. Like, Point Break is a fun movie, but, like, how influential was it? Point Break is, I think, is more fun. Well, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot to love about Point Break. And it's also fun to know that Point Break is a Catherine Bigelow movie and Terminator 2 is a James Cameron movie and they came out a year apart. Yeah. 
But like, if as we were talking about our Boogie Nights episode, things have to be some combination of well-made, well-respected, and enjoyable to be in our curriculum, I feel like Terminator 2 really ticks all three boxes. It does. It does. It does, but so does Point Break. Like, I just feel like, like, remember when we had that whole discussion about how much we loved it, and then it was like, is it in the curriculum? And I was like, no. Well, I think Point Break isn't as well-respected. It sounded absurd, but it's just, it is what it is. Like, it's just like not... I mean, yeah, okay. Semiotics of the post-apocalypse. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Like, I get, yeah. And profiles like, and courage. Yeah, it feels a little cuspy to me. I mean, all, all of this, right? It's like, what are we moving towards? What are we trying to prove? Like, what are we what are we trying to say? What point in culture are we trying to get to? Like, there is definitely, uh, there is, it's in a curriculum. Yeah. It's, it's important to something. Yeah, and I think if we're talking about like the curriculum of a person who had a major Arnold Schwarzenegger phase and yeah. really enjoys action movies. Like I would have to be truly insane yeah. to not include Terminator 2, particularly if I'm going to yeah, turn around and talk would. about the Matrix, which doesn't exist without Terminator 2. Yeah. Yes. You would be insane. I feel a little, I, I, you're convincing me, but I, I, I feel a little more ambivalent. I think I am glad that we watched it because I did really enjoy it. But it, now having seen it, I don't feel embarrassed that it took me this long. I don't, it's like nice to connect the dots, but I wasn't like, like Casablanca or whatever. That's right. like, oh my God, like I've been missing out. I did feel that way. Cause I was like, how many stupid Arnold Schwarzenegger movies yeah. did I sit through <laughs> For real? as an eight year old? Like how many times have I seen the movie Commando and Commando fucking sucks. Yeah. And like, I could have been watching Terminator 2 this whole You're right. time. I mean, I guess I feel like the nineties were truly a, a wonderful time for action movies and the 80s, certainly the second half. Mm-hmm. If you are a, a an action movie from that time and we're still talking about it, you, it's probably it's probably good. Yeah, exactly. They knew how to do them good, and like I'm sure there were a lot of shitty ones too. But if if it's still floating around mm-hmm. as much as Terminator, the concept of the Terminator is, and we are here to tell you that that you can attach all that to the second one and not the first one. Yeah. It's it's probably it's probably pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I think it says a lot about the series that Terminator Two was supposed to be the end of the story, and it's such a cultural touchstone and so popular that they've tried several times to do like reboots, sequels, new trilogies, and like they keep falling on their face because it's like they did kind of wrap it up after the second one. Yeah, and so it's kind of hard to go back and explain like why that didn't solve it. That uh, running fully staffed steel mill in the middle of the night yeah right off the highway Mm -hmm. just like you know you know when you're um when it's 2 a.m and you're working your shift at the steel mill in Reseda yeah 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 the steel mill in Reseda and and you know when you're like when you're like driving on the highway and you realize that you have to get off and then you pull off like directly into a steel mill that's like into an active steel mill yeah that's like open like pots of lava yes And you're like, wow, I'm uh, I'm glad I'm inside my car. Yeah. I hope an 18-wheeler full of liquid nitrogen doesn't tip over in the middle of all of this in about two hours. Yeah, that'd be pretty awkward. Yeah, exactly. We've put nothing in place to make sure that that doesn't happen. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, the answer to if that happens is just flee. T- trucks full of nitrogen are always accidentally pulling off the highway into this. 
Mm-hmm. Steel mill. Don't overthink. Don't think too hard. But like any action movie, don't, you just can't think too hard. Yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's such a good time. Yeah. I highly recommend it. So where can people find you on TikTok? I'm at Trash Analysis. And you can find me on TikTok at Anxious Archfey and also on Twitter. And you can find the show on Twitter at SophisticatePod. Please continue to leave reviews. We will read them on air if we get any new reviews on any of our platforms. Continue to five-star review and uh, subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you use. And until next time, that about does it for us here at I'm a Sophisticate. And so can you. Good night and good luck.